When a tennis match reaches the fifth set, it's supposed to last about three and a half hours. This has become somewhat of a norm, an expectation even. But in 2010, one match was able to transcend the limits of tennis possibility, lasting more than 11 hours spread out over three days. Nothing like this had ever happened before. It's probably never going to happen again. This is Larry from KPLY, and I'm here to tell you the story of a time that a sport was broken. June 22, 2010, day two of the 124th Wimbledon Championships. First round matches are being played all over the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club. On court 18, a seemingly mundane match was starting at around 6 p.m., featuring an American, John Isner, and a Frenchman, Nicolas Mahout. Isner was the tournament's 23rd seed, whereas Mahout had to compete to qualify for the tournament. He won all three of his matches in a pre-tournament prior to the championships. You know how I said this match seemed ordinary? Following four sets, it mostly was. Isner won the first set easily, needing only 32 minutes to do so. Mahout won the second set even quicker, at only 29 minutes. To this point, it seemed like the two were competing to see who could force the fastest pace. That is, until the third and fourth sets came. These sent the match into somewhat of a snail crawl. Both of them went to tiebreak, and took 49 minutes and 64 minutes respectively. Mahout won the third, 9-7. This was a bit long, but you know, at this point they were still under two hours. A comfortable 7-3 fourth set tiebreak victory for Isner caused the match to be called due to darkness at 9.07pm. This wasn't uncommon, because aside from center court, there were no lights on any of the courts. It's the next day now, June 23rd, and the fifth set of the isner Mahout match is about to start. They don't know they're about to break everything that everyone has ever seen about their sport. At 2.05pm, Isner's lightning quick serve began it all. About 30 minutes later, it was clear this match was not going to end anytime soon. It was tied at 5, then 6, 7. Isner Mahout were trading service games, exchanging aces, back and forth. At 5.45, with the score knotted at 32, it officially became the longest match in history, but they weren't done. In fact, this marathon was just getting started. With the score tied at 47, the scoreboard froze. It soon went completely black. It wasn't programmed to go any further, because tennis matches weren't supposed to go this far. Isner Mahout had just achieved the impossible. They broke tennis. It's say 57 now, the score is 58 to 58, and the chair umpire finally decides to let both players use the restroom. I find this really funny because two games later, play was suspended yet again at 9.09. They played for almost 7 hours with just one bathroom break, and it came 12 minutes before the end of the day's play. Again, the crowd showed their displeasure, booing loudly when the sheriff called the game. They all wanted more. Both players walked off the court to huge ovations, at this point definitely exhausted. The final set alone to this point was just a bit shorter than the longest match ever. It was easily the longest set of all time, and it still wasn't over. Other players took notice of the event. Roger Federer, one of the greatest players ever, watched some of the match before his second round contest began, and following a tightly contested victory, found Isner Mahout still going at it. Andy Roddick, following a tightly contested victory himself, was able to live-tweet his reactions and support to fellow American Isner. And before we forget about that scoreboard, in the darkness of the night, IBM engineers were working hard to ensure that the longest tennis match ever would have accurate scorekeeping. Following the end of the match, an engineer said that the board would have broken again with 25 more games. June 24th, it's a new day, and the duo of Isner Mahout returned to court 18 at 3.40pm, still knotted at 59. In almost any situation, playing matches on consecutive days is unheard of. Isner and Mahout are starting the third day in a row, and it hasn't been easy either. They played the equivalent of a normal four-set match, then followed it up with the equivalent of the longest ever. The incredible back and forth continued. At around 3.50, 
Isner hit his 100th ace, becoming the first player in history to ever reach the century mark in a single match. In fact, the two were the first to reach many milestones. Honestly, all of these are self-explanatory. Longest match, longest sets, most games won, points won, that sort of thing. And then it happened. 4.45, Isner's fifth match point chance, up 69-68 to in the 138th game of the set. With Mahut on serve at 30-40, Isner slammed a backhand down the line, giving him a 70-68 lead and a victory in the set. The endless match had come to an end at a staggering 11 hours and 5 minutes. Isner collapsed to the ground, completely exhausted. His exhilaration resembled someone who had just won the finals of a tournament, not a first-round match. Mahut wrapped his head in a towel and sat in his chair, obviously devastated. The fans, who at this point easily overcrowded the 782-seat capacity at Court 18, provided yet another huge ovation to both players, applauding the superhuman effort they showed. To put into context just how long this match was, in 2017, Federer, who won the tournament, played 196 games in 7 matches. Isner and Mahut played 183, all in one match. 138 of these were the 5th set alone. You know how I had said that playing matches on consecutive days was basically unheard of? The next day, Isner was back on the court, taking on Tiamo de Bakker in a second round match. De Bakker's match also went overtime in the first round, but his 16-14 victory was nowhere near Isner's 70-68. Also, he had an extra day of rest, and didn't need to overcome the joyous high of winning the equivalent of an entire tournament condensed into a single match. Following the longest match in history, Isner was on the losing end of the shortest match of the tournament to that point, at only 74 minutes. He followed up his record-setting 113 aces with zero in the second round, and won just five games, probably as a consequence of the 11-hour marathon. For as bad as Isner's schedule was, Mahut had it worse. He had a doubles match later that day. Yup, he was playing again that day. By some sort of cruel coincidence, it was on court 18, the site of his heartbreaking loss just hours earlier. He and partner Arnaud Clement lost the first set, but then Mahut got a day off because of Clement's singles match against Roger Federer. It didn't really help though, and the duo lost the next day in four sets. The next year, the two met again at Wimbledon, in the first round. That's right, it happened again. The odds of them meeting again in the first round were about 1 in 16,000. Isner again won the match. However, this time, it was just over two hours, and Isner won it in straight sets. When this match started, I'm pretty sure both players were just trying to make an impression, leave their mark, so to speak. And oh man, did they ever. This is Larry Watanabe from KPLY, and that was the story of the longest tennis match in history. <laughs>